0: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. I wonder how much thought you ever give to the idea of original sin. You know, back to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, the forbidden fruit and really what that means for us today in how we're made up. Are we born good or are we born bad? Well, Natasha Moore is a research fellow at the Centre for Public Christianity, loves to engage on these deeper-than-usual type topics, and Natasha's joining us today to talk about original sin. Hello, Natasha. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Hi Neil, thanks very much for having me.
0: Natasha, uh, first time many of our listeners have met you, uh, you're qualified in English literature.
1: Yes, that's right. So I have my PhD, I went to the UK and got that, reading 19th century poetry and that kind of thing and now I'm working in sort of journalism and media.
0: Well, important to know that sort of background, because when it comes to these types of topics, when you're talking original sin, uh, understanding the way human nature presents itself uh, through literature and through media and uh, the way that we are influenced by so many things. Uh, Tell me about original sin. What's the controversial thing about it of whether we are actually born good or born bad?
1: Yeah, it's it's a really controversial idea these days. I think if you go out on the street and talk to people um, about what they think about human nature, mostly in contemporary Australia or anywhere in the Western world, people will probably say, I think people are basically good. You know, sure, we're a mixed bunch. Um, we do good things. We do bad things. Nobody's perfect. But surely we're all basically good and we mostly want to do the right thing. Um, But for most of Western history, that hasn't been true. For most of Western history, most people have believed that people are essentially born bad. So this idea of original sin goes back to, as you say, Adam and Eve in the garden, um, that they uh, made a decision against God and decided to rule their own lives, and that as a result of that, everybody sins is born into um, this sense of wanting to rule our own lives, uh, that that uh, isn't an option, um, that we don't kind of each decide I'm going to do good or I'm going to do bad, that our natures are actually kind of broken and flawed and that we're actually inclined to do bad things. So obviously that's quite a controversial idea. We want to believe that we're in control and the, the idea of original sin says actually... We can't do good necessarily, even if we want to.
0: You know, There is a Christian way of thinking about it, but what you're saying is really it doesn't matter what you believe, this is what the evidence says. Uh, evidence is really uh, an amazing thing when it comes out in the way our human nature presents itself. Uh, you've done some thinking about how that sort of evidence does present itself uh, through all sorts of historical figures.
1: Yes, that's right. I mean, one of the really interesting things I've been reading There's a new book out by a guy called James Boyce, who is an academic in Tasmania. Um, It's called Born Bad, Original Sin and the Making of the Western World. And one of the really interesting things about his book is that he goes through and traces not just um, the development of this particular idea, uh, but he also looks at how it survived into the modern secular world. So even if people nowadays would say that they don't believe in original sin, actually we continue to it continues to have a strong influence on the ways that we do think. So for example, how we think about crime, do we treat people as, you know, we're all basically good, and therefore, if someone does something wrong, that's so shocking, and we don't understand it, and we write them off, or do we deal with crime in a therapeutic way? Do we do we go, well, we're all actually broken and flawed, and have these problems, and how can we figure out um, why people do particular things? How can we rehabilitate them? Uh, in a political context, uh, if you think about it, democracy is actually an idea that is based on a very pessimistic view of human nature. If you have have an, an optimistic view of human nature, then what you bring about is something like the French Revolution, because you go, well, we can create the perfect society. But the founding fathers in America said, actually, we don't trust people. We can't trust people to rule well, and therefore we need these checks and balances. We need to make sure that nobody will get too much power because humans don't do good things with power. Um, So interestingly, I think that pessimistic view of human nature will lead to some really positive things like treating criminals humanely, like having democratic institutions.
0: (sighs) I guess when we look into the face of a newborn baby and we see that perfection, that creation of perfection, there is a sense in which it's so hard to believe that there might be something born bad in that baby. And and this is something that as Christians, we understand uh, from a biblical understanding of sin, that this passes through each generation.
1: Yeah, and that's really where the rubber hits the road and and actually throughout the you know, theological debates throughout the Western history of the church, people have said, but how can we believe that children are bad? And even before they've actually had the chance to do anything good or bad, is it really possible that they can be anything but innocent and perfect? Um, and I wonder if you know, parents of young children potentially don't struggle with this concept as much as the rest of us, because they don't think that their children are innocent. They know that as soon as they can um, talk, as soon as they have cognitive abilities, as soon as they can act, they act selfishly and in ways that are biased towards themselves. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's very hard to pinpoint, um, to decide a particular point and say, this is where somebody first does something wrong. So I think original sin in that sense does make sense of the fact that we all seem to be inherently selfish and that doesn't, that doesn't seem to be by nurture. Um, that just seems to be inherent to humans the way that we are.
0: When you think of God in the mix there, because he hasn't been taken by surprise by this uh, yeah. idea of original sin and passing on from generation to generation, what would you think God's thinking would be in the idea of being born in original sin uh, and then coming to reconnect with Him in righteousness.
1: Yeah, nice easy theological question there. Then
0: <laughs> um, you've got sixty seconds to answer. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, I guess one of the consequences of this idea of original sin is that we're all messed up, and that we can't really fix ourselves. That um, the fact that we're kind of inclined to do. Bad, rather than to do good. We can do good, but, you know, mostly on the whole, we can't do the good that we want to. Um, That means that we need somebody to help us from the outside, and it's God alone who, you know, we're coming up to Christmas thinking about uh, this story of God becoming man, that God comes in human form and is the only person who isn't um, subject to original sin. Um, And it's because he's man, as man was created to be, that he can actually uh, bring about some kind of salvation, some sort of redemption um, for people who are born bad.
0: And as we think about the baby in the manger coming up to Christmas and this baby not born with original sin but born sinless, uh, that's an important thing to understand if we're talking about the sacrifice that was made uh, by God through Jesus Christ on the cross uh, at Calvary when we think of Easter. I mean, this is Christmas we're talking about, the incarnation. But what happened there was very, very significant because that Jesus was born sinless.
1: Yes, one of the um, beautiful things about the Incarnation is that uh, Jesus being God himself but also being man means that he can identify with us completely. He knows everything that we struggle with. He's been through the same temptations and difficulties and hardships. Um, But because he hasn't failed... Um, to meet those challenges in the way that we have. Uh, that means that he actually uh, can offer the sacrifice of himself, um, that we can't offer and pay the debt that we owe for all the um, brokenness and mess that we've made of the world. Um, so those, those two things, um, the Christmas idea of God actually becoming man um, and becoming like us, Uh, but him being perfect and therefore able at Easter in the Easter story um, to achieve something that we can't. Uh, I think those things really go together. Um, You can't separate them.
0: Natasha Moore, who's a research fellow at the Centre for Public Christianity, our guest, we're talking about original sin. Natasha, stay with us. Love to continue our conversation in just a short while. Thanks, Neil. Well we're back talking about that controversial topic original sin and we were saying in the last segment when you look into the face of a newborn baby and you see such beauty and perfection and then appreciate that this little baby has been born in sin just like every other baby has been except apart from Jesus Christ, who was born in the manger, and of course we're celebrating Christmas very soon. Natasha Moore is our guest, Research Fellow at the Centre for Public Christianity, and we're talking through this issue of original sin. Natasha, uh, this mix that is within all of us, uh, good and bad in our human nature, it's got far-reaching implications, hasn't it, to how we actually address the problems that we face, either individually or broadly in our society.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it seems like a really abstract concept. What is human nature like? Are we mostly good? Are we mostly bad? How much moral agency do we have? But it has really practical consequences in terms of how we act in the world and how we think that things can change. Um, so everyone from social workers to politicians to you know, husbands and wives in relationships it matters what we think about whether people are good or bad and whether they can change and whether they're able to do good if they want to and that kind of thing. Um, So, for example, I I think that in Australia, we have a really uh, strong idea about legislation. We have a bit of a nanny state, in my opinion. Um, I think we have this sense that if something goes wrong the answer is to bring in more legislation. If we can only regulate life better, then bad things won't happen. And I think that that's sort of uh, a failure in a way to acknowledge the fact that actually laws don't change people. Um, and people, if their hearts are bad, then we're going to need something more than just making better rules. Uh, so I think mean, political systems in general will, have, will be based on an opinion about what people are actually like. Do we think that people can be good all the time? Do we think that they can create heaven on earth? Um, or do we think that actually people have a lot of limitations um, and are likely to do bad things if we, if we allow that to happen? And therefore, we need to guard against that.
0: I guess there's some big Failed political ideologies that we'd even be able to point at from the past century that have shown that this idea of uh, original sin, if you don't acknowledge that there is something inherently uh, born bad in individuals, uh, Mm. then trying to control people is simply a matter of piling legislation on legislation uh, trying to uh, produce controls over every element of life.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, the whole communist experiment sounds so good, sounds like such a great vision for human societies and for how they work, but it just, in, in practice, doesn't take into account the way that people actually act and what they, how they feel, what they want, how they act on their interests, um, and therefore we see how that ends. Um, sure, Western democracies are messy, um, but When we try to do something a bit more ideal and don't take into account the fact that people are messy, then that ends up being much more sinister um, and much more oppressive.
0: Of course, as Christians, we look at a biblical understanding and we recognize original sin and uh, mostly because we take it by faith that Mm. these things are true. And uh, yet we've talked about how they outwork themselves in practice in real society. It does take a certain humility, doesn't it, to say, "Okay, well, I'm born in sin, therefore I must uh, humble myself and try and seek an answer before God that is out of humility. Not out of my own pride and goodness
1: yeah certainly it's, it's, it 's it's definitely a counterintuitive idea, um, and especially for us um, you know, in we 've all been raised in quite a scientific empirical tradition, we think that the rational we 're rational people who can figure things out, um, and the idea of thinking that everything about us, including our thinking, is flawed, is very difficult for us, um, but I personally. Uh, The longer that I uh, live and read the news in particular and know myself and know other people, uh, I find this doctrine really compelling. It just makes sense of the world to me. So you don't have to read the news for very long to be, to get a bit disillusioned with how everything just seems to get worse in lots of ways. You know, sometimes things get better in small ways, but overall every revolution that starts with hope, you know, you you follow it through, um, you follow the Arab Spring through, um, and you see what happens, and and it makes makes sense that people are created by God, created in God's image, and therefore capable of great good, but we're really broken and flawed and we do terrible things, um, and our hearts are really dark, and that's true of all of us. Um, So it makes sense of what I see around me in the world, I think, this idea of original sin and brokenness.
0: That issue of hope is so important, isn't it? Because really, if you come from the position that I'm born good – Uh, then I don't need to have hope in any saviour. I don't need to have hope that there will be a light at the end of a dark tunnel. But when I appreciate that I'm born in original sin or there is an inherent badness uh, that I need to humble myself before God and that I then have a saviour, then hope is to me a very powerful, powerful force.
1: Yes, and I think that if if we want to be optimistic about human nature and say, no, no, I am good, I know I'm good, I'm a good person, um, then I think the direction that that leads us in, because all the evidence, a lot of the evidence kind of goes against that, either we we start deceiving ourselves about what we're actually like um, and we lose self-knowledge, or um, we keep lowering our, modern, our moral standards uh, to kind of, be able to keep convincing ourselves that we're basically good. But it can actually be really liberating to realize that actually I'm not good um, and no one else is either. And I think that in a way that's really good for our relationships. It means that we can be more forbearing and forgiving towards other people if we understand that, yeah, I'm really selfish and I do terrible things. They say harsh things to people as well. Um, I think that makes us kinder to other people. And it also, as you say, it does mean that we realize that we need help and we're more likely to look outside of ourselves um, and, and undertake that search for God and for salvation, for redemption from the mess that we can acknowledge that we're in. So it is a really hopeful doctrine in that sense, I think.
0: Well, Natasha Moore, a Research Fellow at the Centre for Public Christianity. Natasha, great getting your insights into this topic, uh, talking about original sin. Your article is called Born Bad, and people can get a hold of that article and have a read for themselves at publicchristianity.org. That's the website for the Centre for Public Christianity, www.publicchristianity.org. Natasha Moore, we'll talk another day. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020.